Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Let's have some fun. Let's go ahead and just do a show, shall we? Welcome. Let's begin. <laughs> uh, so here, here's the thing. Madison Cawthorn, the boy prince of the Republican cult of selfishness. You guys know the backstory on Lil Bow Wow. Uh, lied about acceptance to the Naval Academy. Uh, multiple sexual predator accusations. He just divorced somebody uh, he met in Russia in a casino where there are no legal casinos. And after eight months of marriage, called it quits. He might be thrown off the North Carolina ballot for insurrection. He's been charged a couple times for driving with a revoked license. And this week, he did something bad. You've heard about it before. It's a shame that uh, a, a overprivileged movie star slapping a comedian uh, overshadows something like this. Here is Madison Cawthorn revealing just how much actual DC is like House of Cards. And everything else is good. Uh, aside from that, I mean, the sexual perversion that goes on in Washington, I mean, it, being kind of a young guy in Washington, remember the average age is probably 60 or 70. And I look at all these people, a lot of them that I, you know, I've looked up to through my life, I've always paid attention to politics, guys that, you know, it, then all of a sudden you get invited to, like, well, hey, we're going to have kind of a, a, a sexual get-together at one of our homes. You should come. Like, what, what, what did you just ask me to come to? Yeah. Uh, and then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Yeah. Uh, or, or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove, you know, addiction in our country. And then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. And it's mm. like, this is, this is wild. Okay, that's what it takes to get in trouble with the modern GOP. Now, I will admit, it's very funny to imagine Madison Cawthorn three hours into a Coke orgy looking around and saying, hey, wait, why are there only dudes here? Uh, <laughs> but Madison Cawthorn found out what it takes to upset the cult of selfishness. We talked about this yesterday during their weekly conference meeting. Uh, the House Republicans were really mad about the youngest member of Congress from North Carolina's 
bizarre suggestion that uh, his fellow Republicans in their 60s and 70s are inviting him to orgies and doing cocaine in front of him. Um, they kind of flipped out about it. Steve Womack, congressman from Arkansas, stood up and got really angry, saying he never speaks at these closed-door weekly meetings, but he has to because he's getting nonstop questions about who was there at these alleged orgies. Right? Congressman Womack said, we go to bed at like 9 o'clock. We still use fax machines and flip phones. How can we possibly know what cocaine is? No one's told Steve about the 80s. No one tells Steve about the 80s. Richard Burr, the senator from his state, he said it's up to his constituents, but he's been an embarrassment. Tom Tillis, the other senator from North Carolina, totally unloaded on him. He said, I thought about the statement, if it's true, then he's got a lot of information to reveal. If it's not true, then he's guilty of being untruthful. And friends, we all know how much Donald Trump defenders get really mad when you say something that's not true. Um, AOC kind of nailed it. She said, I'm not sure why Republicans are acting so shocked by Cawthorn's alleged revelations about their party. One of their members is being investigated for sex trafficking a minor, and they've been pretty okay with that. They issued more consequences to members who voted to impeach Trump. And that's true. Madison Cawthorn has lied. A lot. Lies are how he rose to power. He is in Congress because of lies. He's called Zelensky a thug. He's used white nationalist rhetoric. He has nonstop pushed Donald Trump's lies about election fraud. Lies are the way. He lied that he was headed to the Naval Academy before his accident. That was not true. He was rejected. He lied about being a successful businessman. He did have his own real estate investment firm, uh, SPQR Holdings, LLC, which he only formed in August 2019, when he was running, and his corporation reported no income on their tax documents, and he was the only employee. But he lied and said he left a successful business behind to run for Congress, and that was fine. When he was running for Congress, my God, the racist rhetoric he used. Uh, Tom Fielder's a journalist who had reported on uh, Madison Cawthorn's lies about his time in college. We'll get to that. And uh, Cawthorn's campaign wrote that uh, journalist Tom Fielder, quote, quit his academia job in Boston to work for non-white males like Cory Booker, who aims to ruin white males running for office. Cory Booker, who's a friend of this show, denounced that comment as rank racism. He's pushed so many lies about Senator Raphael Warnock, saying that he supports defunding the police, not true, saying that being pro-choice is proof that he's not a legitimate Christian, Guys, we can talk about this all day, but the Bible is not against abortion any more than it's against birth control. Fight me on this. I got the scripture on my side. Raphael Warnock has said many times he doesn't support defunding the police. But he's lied plenty. He's lied about his disability. He's lied about how he got his disability. Before he ran for office, he kept saying he was training for the 2020 Paralympic Games. So many news outlets picked this up and ran it. He campaigned on it. And it was all a lie. He was, you, you have to be on a team to play in the Paralympic Games. He was never on a team, never tried to be in a team. He never competed in any qualifying races. He was not training for the Paralympics. In fact, his college, Patrick Henry College, which he went to for one semester before he dropped out, does not have a disabled sports program. He lied about the accident that left him paralyzed. You know, it happened in 2014. It's terribly sad. 
I don't go for liberals who do these jokes about his wheelchair. Really tacky guys. Stay away from it. There's enough in his character for you to mock. He claimed that his friend, Bradley Ledford, who was driving the car, left him for dead. He said, I'm going to quote Madison Cawthorn, he was my brother, my best friend, and he leaves me in a car to die in a fiery tomb. He runs to safety deep in the woods and just leaves me in a burning car as the flames started to lick my legs and curl up and burn my left side. And then he also claimed he was pronounced dead at the scene. But thanks to adrenaline or divine intervention, I definitely believe it's the latter. I had a deep inhale of breath. And friends, none of that's true. None of that is true. You can see why Donald Trump made him a little mini-me. Um, everything. Everything about that was false. Mr. Ledford saved his life. He said, I pulled him out of the car the second I was able to get out of the car. And also, uh, in the court deposition, Madison Cawthorn claimed he had no memory of anything about the accident, and the police accident report said he was incapacitated and in critical condition. He was never declared dead. I mean, dude, you survived a car crash and you're in a wheelchair running for Congress and you're an athlete. You, you don't need to embellish. But he can't stop lying. More than 30 former classmates of Madison Cawthorn came forward and, and told BuzzFeed that they either witnessed, experienced, or knew of his sexual harassment towards women and his sexual misconduct towards women at his college's campus. Um, more than 160 former students of his college signed an open letter calling him a predator. He used to take women on what he called fun rides. Uh, he would take them out and drive them in his car to isolated locations, and then the women say he would make a move on them, and many of them were terrified. I mean, 160 students came forward to talk about this. And while he was a student there for only a, half, a part of one semester, he was accused of vandalism, he was accused of lying. On March 15th, we found out that he bragged about bringing guns into the Capitol on January 6th and handing out guns to those around him. And friends, I don't have to tell you this, none of these behaviors, none of these lies, none of this bothered the Republican Party. He lied that the insurrectionists were paid by the Democratic machine. He lied that the FBI were leading the insurrectionists. He lied that Joe Biden was going to use a door-to-door -door vaccine program to take your Bibles. Bro, don't worry. Trump defenders don't actually read Bibles. They're merely props. If, if Trump defenders actually read their Bibles, they wouldn't and couldn't be Trump defenders. And none of this bothered Kevin McCarthy. Madison Cawthorn visited Adolf Hitler's vacation home. Like you do. Visited Hitler's vacation home. And he posted about it on Instagram. And described Hitler as the Fuhrer. <laughs> he said James Madison signed the Declaration of Independence. Well, that's not a lie. That's just him being freaking stupid. So anyway, none of these things bothered the Republicans ever, ever. Like Donald Trump's racist lies about the first black president, Donald Trump stealing from vets with a fraudulent Don Don University. None of these things bothered the Republican Party because the modern GOP is a cult of selfishness. They're not the party of Lincoln. They're not even the party of Quayle. This morning, Young Representative Cawthorn was called in to Kevin McCarthy's office. Now, Kevin McCarthy, being one of the heads of the party of selfishness, only cares about himself. We, we can establish this. Most of these politicians only care about themselves. They don't care about non-millionaires. They don't really care about their donors. They don't care about anything they say they care about. They care about keeping their jobs. They care about getting the votes. They care about keeping the donations flowing. That's about it. And Kevin McCarthy wants to be Speaker of the House so badly. But now, 
a lot of concerned Republicans who didn't mind a president who grabbed women by the pussy and called women pieces of ass. They're really afraid the party might not be sexually pure. So, again, uh, because Republicans are mad, they're having to answer questions about this. McCarthy calls Cawthorn into his office, where he met with uh, minority whip Steve Scalise, noted racist, noted liar. Steve Scalise called himself David Duke without the baggage. (laughs) Steve Scalise is a white supremacist. Steve Scalise voted against equal pay for women. He has fought against LGBT rights his entire life. No one cared. They gave him a thorough tongue lashing. McCarthy says he told Madison Cawthorn during the meeting today that Cawthorn had lost his trust and he's got to take some steps to turn his life around or there will be consequences. Think about that. A Republican threatening another Republican that there might be consequences. What the hell does it take for Republicans to hold their own to account? He, he then said uh, that, that Cawthorn admitted his orgy and cocaine allegations were exaggerated and untrue. And I loved this. Exaggerated and untrue? Well, which one? Are the claims exaggerated or are they untrue? Because those are different things, brothers and sisters. Which part did Cawthorn exaggerate? Which things are untrue? Did he exaggerate about the orgies? And was he untrue about the coke? Or was he exaggerating about the coke and untrue about the orgies? Kevin McCarthy didn't care. His, his answer raised more questions than it, than it answered, but he didn't care because they don't care about the truth. They care about themselves. I mean, Kevin McCarthy couldn't decide whether he exaggerated about the orgies or lied. You know, and then he finally said, well, Madison admitted that he, he, the, the lawmaker he claimed did key bumps of coke in front of him. And how many people who have never done coke know what a key bump is? He said it wasn't actually that lawmaker. It was, he said it was maybe a staffer in a parking garage from 100 yards away. And the problem here is you can't believe anything Madison Cawthorn says. And you can't believe anything McCarthy says. McCarthy was the one who said that Donald Trump was being paid by Russia when Trump was running for office. And now he's blindly obedient to Darth Jabba. So think about this. Madison Cawthorn took part in the terrorist attack on our Capitol on January 6th. Give a little listen. Here, here, here's young Prince Joffrey uh, riling up the crowd before they attacked our Capitol in an attack that left five people dead. My friends, I want you to chant with me so loud that the cowards on Washington, D.C. that I serve with can hear you. While I leave, let's get a chant so Donald Trump knows who supports him. USA! 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 Oh, my God. He's going to ruin idiot frat bros for me. Um, he, he was an insurrectionist. Kevin McCarthy didn't care. He called for a civil war. McCarthy didn't care. He's called Zelensky a thug. He's lied. He's engaged in white nationalist talk. There's multiple claims of sexual misconduct against them. McCarthy doesn't care. He said some Republicans have borgies and snort cocaine. Whoa, 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 whoa. This will not stand. They only care because this time Madison Cawthorn shooting off his mouth. Whether it's true or not, it inconvenienced the other Republicans. And that is the only reason they care. They're mad about this, but they're fine with Paul Gosar and Lady Blah Blah. Marjorie Taylor Greene speaking at a white nationalist conference. They're, they're, they're okay with one of their members being investigated for sex trafficking a minor. <laughs> That's Matt Gates, who is the face and forehead of the party. They're okay 
with Jim Jordan looking the other way when young male wrestlers were being sexually assaulted. They're okay with President grabbing by the pussy, being credibly accused of sexual assault, bragging on tape about doing it. They're okay with Donald Trump on tape trying to strong arm the Georgia Secretary of State into committing election fraud. They didn't mind any of it. And tonight, uh, later in the day, Roger Stone wrote on Gab, Congressman Madison Cawthorn just told me he has not retracted his claims about drug-fueled orgies among D.C. elites. And that's the guy you can trust, right? (laughs) You can't tell who's lying and who's not lying because they don't care. They're a cult of selfishness. And eventually, they'll all turn on each other. And if this is the way Kevin McCarthy plans on governing and handling controversies, if he becomes speaker, then the Republican Party deserves everything they get. And becoming speaker will be the worst nightmare to ever happen to Kevin McCarthy. I mean, he just told Madison Cawthorn, straighten up and fly right, clean up your act. But he didn't say he's going to stop supporting his (laughs) reelection. I mean, Kevin McCarthy does not know how to handle what Republicans do. He only knows how to make it worse. And friends, if Madison Cawthorn had been a Democrat, can you imagine if he'd been a Democrat accused of all this with all the evidence he'd done all these things? I mean, it's on tape so much of what he's done. They would have driven him out of office by now because that's what they do. Democrats kick out their own. Katie Hill, John Edwards, Brock Adams, Anthony Weiner, Kwame Kilpatrick, Elliot Spitzer, Jim McGreevy, Bob Wise, Bob Filner, they kicked out Al Franken before they even had an investigation. That's the difference between the two parties. Dems eject them. Republicans re-elect them. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. It gives me great pleasure to welcome the host of the Bob Seska Show, Mr. Bob Seska. Maybe you fell in love with his work on the Stephanie Miller Show. Maybe you first became a fan for his columns in Salon and the Daily Banter. We are very blessed to have him join us every Wednesday here on the Love Fest. Bob is smart, connected, and always right on. Mr. Seska, welcome back. Hey, John. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here because I'm trying to make sense of uh, my country. I, I think we're we're locked in this thing that that I, I was telling Chris earlier. I I call the modern moment uh, PTSD 
pandemic yeah. Trump shitstorm dystopia. Um, <laughs> you know, I thought this was going to be the time of the great unclenching. Trump's no longer mm-hmm. there. The pandemic is somewhat getting better. 80% of us, 85% of us are vaccinated. And yet we're still completely batshit. And um, yeah. people are having to be duct taped to their chairs on Frontier Airlines. Mm-hmm. I guess that this is a springboard to say uh, this sort of madness that's taking over our country kind of can be traced back to everything we're discussing in the news today. Yeah, absolutely. I've been calling it the American nervous breakdown. Um, nice. I don't know how artful that is compared to your acronym for post-traumatic stress, but I mean, it is a little bit of that too. I mean, I, I we'd be remiss if we didn't connect, you know, a form of kind of societal PTSD to some of the events. So certainly the, the pandemic has exacerbated all of this. But you can kind of go back to 9-11. I don't want to go through the whole history of the last 20 years. But as time has gone on over the past two decades, I feel like our fellow uh, Americans and, you know, you can kind of expand this globally. But I feel like uh, those of us here, at least in the United States, we're starting to uh, lose our minds a little bit. I, we're yes. seeing the acting out on airplanes in re- relation to uh, mask mandates, vaccine mandates. We're seeing acting out in department stores. I mean, violent acting out where, yeah. you know, we, we it's no longer enough to debunk someone and prove them wrong, whether it's on social media, in person, in the context of a debate, we have to punish the other person. We have to punish the other side. We have to make them hurt. If we're offended by something, we have to throw down. That's That seems to be the call of the day. That seems to be the reaction of the times. Yes. That it's not, it's not just enough to say you're wrong and here's why you're wrong. You have to beat that person. And whether it's slap suits, you know, these the weaponization of defamation suits that happens now to silence people, silence their opinions, scrub the Internet of anything that's negative written about you. I mean, we've seen this from some right wing activist groups, not going to name names, but they do practice in the art of slap suits, which are, you know, (laughs) they're specifically targeted to silence people's political opinions. That's what, you know, the, the acronym stands for. And so uh, this is happening and the insurrection is another great example of that. You know, in a democracy, we decide things through words and votes. That's right. We do not decide things in a democracy at the point of a gun or by invading and occupying violently the United States Capitol. So we're losing sight of what we are. We're losing sight of our values in this country in lieu of things that shouldn't matter uh, to us. And, you know, you might you can include the the Oscars thing in, in that mix. I was going to well. say, with but all I mean, this madness, it was so refreshing to sit with my family and watch a wholesome award show the other night. You know, what an escape. What an escape. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Will Smith yeah. was the escape. He, he, he slapped Russia and COVID and Trump off the headlines for 24 beautiful hours. I should thank him for that. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can even see it. I mean, Vladimir Putin acting out. I mean, there's, there's oh, yeah. something. I don't know what the hell it is going even on. Even the evil geniuses there. have lost their touch now. The evil geniuses yeah. are now just evil doofuses. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I maybe it's just we're going through a transition phase, possibly where, you know, human beings have always been tribal. We've always had our little, yeah. you know, our little confined bubbles, whether it's our similar people or similar town, a similar country, uh, you know, made up of, a, of one ethnic group. Still a lot of countries like that in the, in the world right now. And because of social media, because of the Internet, we're all thrown in together into one big bowl and we all have to figure out how to live with each other beyond those tribal lines. And so consequently, 
we're seeing now, you know, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, a lot of crankiness, and that's manifesting itself in lashing out, whether it's a physical assault, like we see in department stores and airplanes and on stage the other night, or if it's something in terms of, uh, you know, just doxing and suing someone who you disagree with on the internet. Um, yes. That These are the, the times, and I hope at some point soon, we can find some sort of calm, some sort of common uh, reason to, uh, to, to, to treat each other in a better way, to be more em empathetic to each other, to that understand where, yeah, where someone's coming from rather than immediately lashing out as soon as they irritate you. I, I so, agree with yeah. I agree with everything you said. I mean, you know, it, it is worth pointing out that um, as awful as it seems now, we've had much more awful periods in our country's history. Uh, we're yeah. not actually engaged in a civil war, uh, killing half a million Americans with the, because we don't want people to keep on owning people in America. Uh, you could say that, you know, the 60s were a time of great division. You could say the Iraq war. My God, I mean, just 100 million of us said, hey, this is wrong. And it was clearly wrong. And they got away with it anyway. But to your point, there's a great piece that Olga Kazan wrote for The Atlantic just came mm. out called Why Are Why People Are Acting So Weird? Uh, you know, why yeah. is all this crime? Why is all this horrible behavior going down in public? And I mean, is it just that there's more cell phones uh, and we're documenting it more? But she writes one likely explanation for the spike in bad behavior is the rage, frustration, and stress coursing through society right now. Uh, when Christine Parath, a business professor at Georgetown, collected data on why people behave in rude and uncivil ways, the number one reason by far was being stressed or overwhelmed. And the pandemic mm -hmm. has created lots of high-stress, low-reward situations. It, it, it does seem, and maybe I'm just being optimistic, that we've been cooped up for a couple of years and we've been just alone with our social media being told who to hate on the other side of the tribe and yeah. that people are having a real rocky time readjusting to the world. We are social mm -hmm. creatures. And when that social interaction is taken away from us, we go um, what scientists call batshit. <laughs> that is the scientific term. I've looked that up. Yes. In the DMSA. Yeah. The, the diagnostic statistical manual. It's all in there. Yeah. yeah, there's you know what? There may also be uh, speaking of that, there may also be a clinical element to all of this as the Internet becomes more broadly used and more information is thrust into our faces every day. Uh, I've noticed a lot of people self-medicating, engaging yes. in self-care through YouTube videos and yes. Reddit threads and so on. So we're stuffing ourselves with a lot of you know, shoddy supplements and snake oil. We're also, you know, there are a lot of uh, older men um, and maybe even some slightly younger men who are, you know, en enhancing their hormone profile with testosterone replacement and things like that. Mm, so awesome. maybe there's a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Plus, there. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, ca I call it what the fuck fatigue, Bob. I think that our, yeah. in many ways, our outrage circuits are burned out. I mean, just in what, the last two weeks, we found out that Donald Trump stole national security documents and brought mm -hmm. them home with him when he left the White House, everything he accused Hillary Clinton of doing. Uh, Donald Trump dropped an F-bomb while lying about climate change the other night in his Georgia rally. He literally said fucking on stage and the media yeah. didn't even pick up on it. We're so numb. And yesterday he literally pulls another Hillary and he asks Russia to help nail Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about Hunter Biden, but I will never vote for that man again. Um, it, it does kind <laughs> right. of seem that, you know, Trump asking Putin for help out mm -hmm. in the open in public while Putin is slaughtering Ukrainian civilians. And 
the media shrugs. Yeah, yeah. I, I assure you, Donald Trump's approval rating, whatever it is right now, didn't move an inch after that. In fact, based on history, probably went up as a consequence of what he said uh, on that show yesterday. Putin, if you're listening, can you give me dirt from the Moscow mayor on Hunter Biden or whoever? It's the same old story with him. And what's shocking, though, is exactly what you said. The reaction has been uh, uh, frighteningly muted <laughs> to, to that. But I, I guess after five years of this or six years of this, uh, it's not, nothing surprises us anymore with that. And, you know, it, going back to my original point about the American nervous breakdown, the election of Please. Donald Trump is probably one of the most glaring examples of what I'm talking about, where 70 million people decided, hey, let's try this weirdo from the Celebrity Apprentice. Maybe he could be a good president, which is just a ludicrous. Uh, ab- it's, it's, I, I can't imagine the lack of rationality that goes into that kind of decision making. Yes, politics is frustrating. Politics can be really, really annoying. Democracy can be really, really annoying. But at the same time, seriously, this guy, this is the guy many of us chose. Last election, 74 million more people voted for him in the in 2020 than did in 2016. Right. Gives you an indication about how it may be worsening. Um, but in 2020, but, but, but again, that was yeah. before that was before January 6th. I really yeah, believe yeah. more and more every day that he, he if he runs in 2024, there's no way he'd get as many votes as he got in 2020 after that happened. I mean, the commercials are already cut. We have the footage already. But I, I want to yeah. ask you about something I know you covered on your show today that I find really shocking. The seven hours and 39 minutes of missing White House telephone logs mm-hmm. uh, the day of the terrorist attack on our Capitol. I mean, somewhere in hell, Nixon is screaming, I only had 18 goddamn minutes, you know? <laughs> what, right. what, do you, what do you make of this and the brazenness of, of them thinking they could get away with it and Trump can come out and say, oh, I, I don't even know what a burner phone is. I mean, bullsh- yeah. bullshit. He, he has burner wives, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, how did we get, get so far into the Trump era and none of us predict that at some point we're going to find out Donald Trump was using burner phones like, uh, you know, Jimmy McGill and Walter White on Breaking Bad. Yeah. Know, that's just it's it's so ludicrous that I don't think anyone even predicted that. Uh, that's how bad it is. And then we learned today that there was a legitimate phone call made using White House, White House Oval Office telephone to Mike Lee that they didn't record on the call logs. And that gives you an indication of what was going on that day, where they were trying to hide something. And I'm sick and tired of this notion, this changeover that we've made in this country, where we see behavior like this and we don't immediately go. And I'm not just talking about those of us on the left or those of us who are on Twitter all day long. I'm talking about rank and file people, just the, as, they, as they're called, the folks. I don't see why the folks don't see a story like this and go, oh, well, he's obviously guilty. Oh, obviously covering something up. I mean, that used to be the thing when someone yeah. would deny access to Congress of uh, documents or testimony, uh, completely flaunting the subpoena power of Congress. Everyone would go, well, yeah, it's because he's trying to hide something. Obviously. Duh. Uh, but but now, the hypocrisy is the point. Like, oh, that's Trump. You the know, hypocrisy is. Yeah, the hypocrisy is the point. I mean, yep. look at the, the yep. outroar over Hunter Biden. I mean, you know, go ahead, Washington Post. It's great you wrote the piece. And, and I support uh, full and thorough investigations of possible business crimes of all presidential children. But the people who don't care about the Trump kids cashing in, I mean, Jared Kushner literally helped cover up the murder of an American journalist. And they're out- outraged 
over the Hunter Biden stuff. And by the way, we also found out Eric Trump had a burner phone that day. His wife, Laura, had a burner phone. We know that Donald Trump Jr. was trying unsuccessfully to call his father all day and couldn't get through, which can you imagine how funny that? Are you sure he got the message? Uh, do you want me to leave my name? I'll, I guess, yeah, no, it's just like his with a JR at the end. Just like, just like, yeah, he knows me. Yeah, yeah. So Rupert Pupkin of him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Wait, I mean, waiting in the lobby. <laughs> but are they going to get away with it? Are they going to just skate? They are able to hide all yeah. the. I mean, Donald Trump's took classified documents to Mar-a-Lago. They, they, they withheld seven hours of call records. There's no accountability. He's never yeah, going to face yeah. it. I mean, if Bush didn't get in trouble for no WMDs and lying us on the war, why should we think Donald Trump will face anything? Right. And you know what? Look, I, I've been very I've been growing in, in, in my impatience. I'm becoming more and more impatient as time goes on and all of this with with Merrick Garland, the inaction or the seeming inaction from the Department of Justice. And uh, I noticed the story today about how they issued some new subpoenas. Uh, in this investigation of of the, well, I guess, the pre-planning of yes. January 6th. And so that shows that they're expanding their investigation. We didn't know anything about that. There were no leaks or anything leading up to that point. And so it could very well be that this is just an immensely disciplined Department of Justice, uh, certainly uh, in Washington, D.C., at the very least, where you're not seeing any information leaking like it used to during the Trump years. So that could be part of it. The other part is, my God, after yesterday's news events alone, if Merrick Garland isn't investigating this at all, I, I hope at the very least the things he's learned that we've discovered through the news in the past 24 hours would shake him out of his torpor and get him on on the case as soon as possible. Well, I mean, Merrick Garland's going to need about he's going to need about 18 months to determine if Will Smith actually smacked Chris Rock. It's going to take him a while to actually you know collect the data on that. Uh, but I, I agree. It's 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 infuriating, um, almost as infuriating, Bob, as CBS hiring the guy who bragged that they really did withhold approved arms sales to Ukraine because that's how yeah. business gets done. Yep. The rumor is that CBS is just so certain that the Republicans will take over Congress. They want to start being very Republican heavy because it's all about the bookings. What do you mm-hmm. make of hiring Access. former White House chief of staff who wasn't officially a chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney? Yeah, I think this is just one of the major things that we feared throughout the Trump years, that as soon as the Trump administration was over, the uh, the TV news media especially would start to normalize these uh, freaks and weirdos from the Trump administration. That's exactly what's happened. I mean, obviously, we knew that they were going to end up on Fox News Channel with their own podcasts or book deals or whatever. And, you know, we have mentioned the fact that there have been former Trump staffers who have signed deals with Simon and Schuster and some of the major book yeah. bookseller or book uh, publishers. Uh, but now we've got CBS News. I mean, CBS News hiring Mick Mulvaney, one of the, you know, the chief architects of a good portion of the Trump administration. Yeah. Uh, one of the people, I mean, the chief of the staff, chief cheerleader, chief of staff or not. Yeah. The chief cheerleader of withholding approved our, uh, the chief cheerleader for blackmailing Zelensky into helping exactly. Trump cheat in our yeah. election. Yeah. 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 He's he, chief of staff is co-president. And this guy was in on everything, everything that he was around for. And remember, he did like a thousand different jobs in the White House. It was like he and Jared Kushner were in competition to see how many different things they could have on their plate all at once. 
And that was Mick Mulvaney. And now he's going over to CBS News. And I wish it was one of those situations where he was just going to be a guest showing up in one of those squares occasionally. But sure. he's, you know, he's going to be a paid contributor where they've worked out a deal, a contract, negotiations have gone on with business affairs, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to be really hard to unring, unring that bell, but I'm glad to see that it's one of the top stories right now. And there is a major outrage about this because we cannot, oh my God, we cannot normalize these people. I mean, you yeah. talk about uh, a dangerous path to take for the otherwise well-respected uh, traditional press to do this is ludicrous. Bob, we're out of time. I wanted to ask you about corrupt Republicans from Nebraska, but I couldn't decide if it should be the one who was convicted of lying to authorities about illegal campaign donations or the one who said that furries were putting litter boxes in our children's school. So we'll just have to leave it there then. Um, how do our listeners follow you and keep up with your work, Mr. Seska? Uh, you can follow my podcast everywhere you get your podcasts, also at bobseskashow.com. So good to see you, my friend. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you, John. We will be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Donna in Kentucky. Hello. Tell me everything about Madison Cawthorn. Hey, John. Hey. Love your show. Thank well, you. I'm new to it, but I love you. Very grateful. Uh, well, love your taste in and, shows. Uh, and Stephanie Miller. That's where I I got to learn about uh, her own personal comedy, Jesus. Ah, uh, yes, I know. Yes. <laughs> I, um, although I'm actually her personal comedy, Hey Zeus. She keeps saying it wrong, but yeah, that's me. Yeah. Uh, my thing is is that um, I'm, I'm a sexual survivor, uh, 71, who is amazed that she's lasted for seven decades. Wow. Uh, but, you know... My thing with with Cawthorn, when I heard a speech that he made about to parents to raise their sons to be monsters, yeah, you know, and yeah. I was in a home with a monster, and and a lot of my my best friends. I had three best friends growing up in the 50s you're a youngster so you know god bless but, you and and we we survive you know i serve out of 
there was four of us, and out of the four of us, I'm the only one left. Oh, I'm so sorry. One died of an, Bridie died of an overdose at 13. Yep. Yep. Virgie was killed along with her unborn child at 14. I'm so sorry. And my best friend and I were the same age. She hung herself at 28 because of the abuse. And back then, nobody listened to women. You know? It's true. Nobody. And, you know, it was just something that, oh, you're a woman, you'll get over it. Yeah. And... And I went on, and I was a street kid, and fortunately, real Christians got me off the streets. Yeah, like they do. And and like real Christians do. Yeah, that's right. And and got me back in school, and at 71 now, I can say that not only did I get back in school, in high school, but I'm a 20, I'm a veteran of the United States Navy. No way. Thank you for your service. Thank you for keeping on paying me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Yeah. And I retired from state government. I you know, and and it's the thing that what what upsets me more about the Cawthorns and the Trumps and the that is that they want to push us back into the fifties. And we somewhat they don't they don't want to do the good things about the fifties. They don't want to do the things Eisenhower did to make the 50s a great decade. You know, they they don't want to have the the socialist programs. They don't want to tax the rich. They don't want to they don't want to have things like the GI Bill and the interstate highway plan. They just want to go back to the most regressive parts of the 1950s. And and I will tell you one sto- one story if I got time and I'll yeah, get off. Yeah. Yeah. Go is ahead. Is that when I was when I first went in and of course and I'm also, one thing I didn't mention, I'm a lesbian. Okay. And God bless I, you again. And when I joined, I joined the Navy to get the money to for graduate school after I graduated from college. And, of course, I had to lie. And my first duty station, I was, I was, Stationed in a, I'm not going to name the place. That's okay. But my CO, when I was there, there weren't very many women at this station. And this was in 76. Okay. And I had my CO, my CO called me up there and said, Redmond. Oh, sorry. Donna. That's okay. Go on ahead. Um, We've got a we've got a uh, a contingent of seals coming in for the weekend. They've been on spec ops out in the ocean for six weeks, and they want a party. 
And so what I would like for you to do is get all the single women on the base together, and they want to go up to um, – want you all to go up and and party with them. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. And I said, respectfully, sir, I'm not a pimp. And I almost got court-martialed for that. Your CEO did not like it, huh? Oh, not at all. Now, you wouldn't get that today, but that's what they want to push us back to, John. Oh, I know. And you might get that today in some quarters, by the way. That still goes on all the time. I know. I got to tell you, you you reminded me of something, Donna. This is an issue. What happened to you? And I'm proud to have someone like you listening to this show. Mm -hmm. Um, What happened to you was very, very normal and very, very common and not talking about it was very, very common. It's an issue that's hit my family in more than one instance. My Mm -hmm. grandmother was my hero. She grew up up in the South and she ran away from home at a very young age because of things that were happening. And she changed her name when she ran away from home. And uh, so she couldn't be found when she was very young. My, my, her mother was killed uh, in an explosion because... There were bootleggers in her family during Prohibition, and she had to become the woman of the house. And my grandmother said to me when she finally told me all these stories, I said, well, did you go to the police? Did you tell everyone? And she said, you couldn't go to the police about this back then. No. And as a young person, I didn't understand it. Of course, you couldn't. There was nowhere for you to go. And to me, that makes your story and your struggle all the more heroic because you don't sound like a victim to me. You sound like a survivor. And it sounds like it's been a long process of healing for you, but my God, you're it's, the strength you had looking out for those women on the base. It it it's been it's been a long it's been a long haul, and and I was there on the march on January seventeenth on twenty seventeen, and I was there the next year, and I'm I was thinking. God, why am I having to do this all over again? I know. But I was there and I was there in DC in twenty seventeen for the inauguration. Yeah. Yeah. And and I you know, if they push me in a wheelchair, I'm i I'll be seventy two soon. I'll be there. Yeah. We're 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 not gonna we're not gonna give in to all this stuff. We can't God bless you. We can't. Donna, I, I really, I love you. I really appreciate you calling. Um, I, I got to be honest. I don't think Stephanie Miller deserves to have a call a listener like you. I, I don't think she's worthy of you. But I'm glad we are. Thank you so much for calling. She's hot. She is. She's very hot. Believe me, she's really hot. I. If I was younger, I'd go after that. If I was about forty years older, I'd go after that too. Uh, I, for a couple of years, she thought I was KD Lang, and that's the only way I ever got close to her. Thank you so much, Donna. Call up any time. It's a pleasure to hear from you, and your story really inspires me. Thank you. I lo- I love you guys. Love you right back. Thank you. That's wow, Donna from Kentucky, huh? 